Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Hello, how are you? Very good. As you can tell, I'm representing Team Philippines. We got nerd. Hold on. I'm going to have Johnny come up, but wait, halfway through. Take a seat. <laughs> um, today, for those of you who are joining us for the very first time, uh, today is International Sabbath. And today we are representing, obviously, the various nations and cultures that we all come from. My father, my grandparents uh, and my uncles immigrated to the United States, uh, I believe, in the early 1970s. And eventually, um, well, via Guam, the Guam mission sponsored my grandfather to come to Loma Linda to become an x-ray tech. And then afterwards, he would go back. And I think he served at least 15 or 20 more years after that. My dad, though, being my dad, he was a very adventurous spirit, decided he did not want to go back to Guam. He wanted to stay here in America. And so he finished high school, and eventually, a couple of years later, met my mother. Bob's your uncle. Here I am. My mother's side, uh, it changes weekly, uh, but primarily, um, for sure, a British, the British Kingdom, whether it's Scotland or Wales or whatnot, that's, that's still to be determined um, on my, my maternal side, but on my grandfather's side. Uh, most likely German, going back actually to Prussia. And so all of us are from various parts of the world. And that's beautiful. Amen? We just sang a song, We Have This Hope, and how fortuitous. Uh, this song encapsulates many of what we are thinking. We have this hope. The coming Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? And it says that burns in our hearts. I hope and pray that everyone has a strong and deep desire to not only have a relationship with God, but to ultimately desire to be with God and literally one day in the future. The advent, the second coming, it's in our name. And what it also talks about is, um, you know, having this hope, we believe even when the nations are far and near, they will wake up. We will shout and sing, hallelujah, Christ is king. And that's why we are here. We are here to learn, but also to lift up Jesus and also to be a part of a body, a united, unified body of believers. A burning desire to see the Lord. I love this song. It's a very Adventist song. I believe it was written by Wayne Hooper many, many years ago, and it's been used at least four times for the general conferences. That's when all of the Adventist churches around the world gather together roughly every five years. They deal with the business side of maintaining a global church, but also time where they could worship, they could and See, I, I've never been to one, but I know I want to one day because I know there's many friends around the world, many people I've met. One thing that's unique about Adventism, um, I, look, this has not been proven, but I think that there's set at least three, maybe four degrees of separation 
within Adventism. You're within at least three, two, three, at most four people where you can find somebody that you have a common ground. That's amazing, amen? But you know what's horrible about that? It means we're still too small. I want it to be seventh, eighth degrees. I want to go and have everybody who can keep finding people around the world. But one thing that's true about Adventism is if you say you're an Adventist, we have a very strong common understanding. Amen? Now, we, we may not always agree on everything to the T, but we have commonality. We believe in the Sabbath. Amen? We believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ. Amen? We believe that Jesus has, desires to have, be in relationship with us. Amen? And that's one beautiful thing that even though I could end up being in Japan, I could end up being, I was in Ghana for a couple of weeks uh, many years ago, we all had the same understanding that we were here because of Jesus. And it's here that uh, I, I want to share and I want to reflect the beauty that God has, has created. In fact, I want to go to um, the book of Psalms. We're going to go through a couple of passages today. And I just wrote them up here because if I keep writing all of them down, you're not going to have any space on your, on your, your handouts. But I just want to highlight chapter uh, 104 of the book of Psalms. Psalm 104. Okay. And what you're going to find is that in Psalms, several of the Psalms, it alludes to God's creation. And in verse 1 of 104, it says, Praise the Lord, my soul. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. Amen? Giving praise to God. Verse 5, it says, You set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. You covered it with the watery depths as with the garment. The water stood above the mountains. But at your rebuke, the waters fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took to flight. You, they flowed over the mountains. They went over into the valleys, the place you assigned them. You set a boundary they cannot cross. Never again will they cover the earth. He talks about the waters, the waters, and eventually in verse 14, he says, you make, he makes the grass grow for the cattle and for the plants to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth. It's talking about creation. Obviously, God created the, the sun, the moon, the stars, day and night. He separated the waters, thus creating what? Land. He created animals. He created cows, jaguars. He created birds. He created eagles. He created fish. He created whales. He created all kinds of life and food that would sustain this life. And then he created humans. And how beautiful is it that we come from different parts of the world? We all have something to share. Amen? So, as we go forth, God creates this diverse creation. And it's important to recognize and remember that God, in a way, I believe, is an artist. Imagine if we all looked literally the same. Would that be boring? If we all came from the same place, would that be exciting? I would not want to eat the same food over and over and over. One of the beautiful things about living here in LA is there are so many food options. 
Amen? 30 years ago, guess what kicked off on television? The Food Network. Now, it took a while for it to get going. But before even the Food Network, I think you maybe had Emeril Lagasse, you had Martin Yan, Yan Can't Cook, and, and several others, Julia Child. They had their own cooking shows. But it wasn't the same. It took the Food Network to really help lift off and see all of the diverse kinds of foods that are available around the world. And when you live like somewhere in LA, the opportunities to experience different foods from different countries, different cultures is amazing. I could have Thai food one day. I could have Greek for lunch. I could have uh, Persian food for breakfast. You name it. And I'll tell you what. It is so good that we have a creator God who desires to see a bigger picture where many things coming together can accomplish Many people, many cultures coming together can accomplish a great work. Amen? So, growing up, kids, you have it so good today. You have iPads. You have phones that you maybe take from your parents even though you shouldn't. You know how to get into their phones. You know how to turn on a TV. Technology is amazing. Can you imagine not having your iPad? Can you imagine not having a cell phone? Oh, you remember those days, folks? It was glorious. I long for that day. I really wish I could have a dumb phone. I don't want a smartphone. If I could just have a phone that I could text, I could look up information, but not necessarily have to watch videos. I don't need social media. I need Google Maps or Waze. I would be totally great. That's all I need. But the more technology that we get, the more it consumes and sucks us in. You know, we had kids when we were growing up back in the day. Ben and I were kids. We had dirt, literally. We had rocks. We had bikes. Guess how you found out if you could go and play with your friends? You cruise over on your bike and knock on their door. Is Jared home? Ify and Oni home. Those are my neighbors to the left who are from Nigeria or Jonathan, just around the corner. And we would go out, we would swim at Jared's place, we'd play basketball, we'd play baseball. Uh, we'd maybe, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to give kids ideas. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, we had this, do you remember the 64 crayon box? Do they still sell those? Okay, I don't know how to draw. The only thing I could draw was a wave and a surfer me. I pictured myself about to get shacked, sorry, barreled. And then I would put like little seagulls in the sky and then I'd paint the, or uh, the, the sun orange and whatnot and i have clouds. And i try to use as many different colors in that crayon set. And it was, in my opinion, glorious, but most of you probably think, Ugh. at the other very least, see though, if I got that written, uh, that, that, that paper where I could fill in lines, I would be really good at that. And God, I think it's God's greatest desire that we take our different talents, our, our, the ways that we grew up, to be able to see, to understand, and to be able to be better able to go out into the world and to share the gospel with Jesus Christ. Amen? And especially here in Downey, where we're a multicultural church, it's important that we recognize our diversity. Our diversity is a strength. As a church, again, as I was talking about, we, have, we see things differently. 
Is there only one way to do anything? There could be multiple ways. And sometimes we think we're so right. But yet, what if somebody else said, hey, what if we tried to do this this way? And it works and it makes sense. Oh, there are so many times Bill frustrates me. And I mean this in a good way, because I think that I have a really great idea. And then he throws a wrench in it. So frustrating. But it's what I appreciate about it, because then we avoid making bad decisions. <laughs> I have lots of ideas. They don't, they're not always great. It's this partnership of not just Bill and I, but other people. We work together, and we find creative ways to do ministry or how to do things differently so that we can grow. But it's also important that we embrace our challenge, our differences. Embracing them, though, can be challenging. Why? Pride. Pride can get in the way. Do you get along with everybody? No. And I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm paid to love people. I really am. But there are some times I don't feel like loving that person, like the other guy who kept honking on me going down Paramount. I did not want to love that guy because he was being really rude. <laughs> just being honest, I was not in a very kind mood at that point. And there are some people who just vex us. And yet you look through scripture. Did everybody love each other in the Bible? Did everybody love each other and treat everybody equally in the New Testament? For instance, you go to early in Acts, you find that the, the, the Greek Jews, the ladies, they were widows and kids. Were they getting their fair portion of the daily allotment? No. And what did they have to do? They had to send a couple of guys to say, hey, you're going to manage and take care of this issue so we can look at the bigger things, right? And it's, impo it's important to recognize that, folks, we're not perfect. We have our own ideas. We think what we know is right and wrong, but it takes humility. And especially the, the beauty of having a multicultural church is we see, and it's like a slice of heaven. The challenge with having diversity is we all think we're right, and that's where we can come in conflict. It's all it takes is just a little misunderstanding. Have you ever been misunderstood? Have you ever misunderstood somebody? It can happen so many times. In fact, have you ever been misunderstood or someone and they held it against you and they didn't say anything and all of a sudden you realize your relationship with that person kind of changed? And then it was like, why is this person so cold to me? Why are they like giving me the death glare? Or maybe you're upset at somebody, but you don't say anything. Is that creating a harmonious relationship? What should you do? Go talk to them. What's wrong? Find out. Now, the challenge is also having a diverse church. We sometimes have ideas of what we think is normal and acceptable, and it's not. For instance, People from, let's say, Britain or Japan, they come to America, and all of a sudden, I not only have to pay my food, but they're expecting me to pay more for those who serve it. Whereas in their country, they get paid a better wage, let's be honest. They take pride in their job. Here, it's different. Okay? Um, <laughs> I'll speak from this experience. 
being late. Oh, it got quiet. Some of our cultures, it's normal for us to just say, I'm going to, okay, it starts at five. When we really get there, maybe five, thirty, seven. Have you ever told a friend or a family member that the thing starts at seven, but you say five o'clock so that they get there at seven? I've had to do that to some people that I'm close to. I'm not going to say who, because they may be watching. The other side, though, is some cultures, if you show up on time, that's offensive as well. You're supposed to not really show up on time. All right. I'm sorry. God, this is going way fast, faster than I thought. Typical thing, too. Filipinos, you don't refuse food. We don't care if you've just eaten. You're going to eat. All right? Um, another thing. When you enter somebody's home, if, if, I, if I've been over to your home, what do I do when I first walk in? I take my shoes off because that's just been ingrained in my mind, and we expect the same thing. All right, Johnny, come on up here real quick. All right. So one of the things that we see in cultures is it's differently. Go ahead and put your hand out. Other hand. All right. Okay. We're holding hands. Some of you, if I keep holding our hand, is it getting awkward yet? No? It's not awkward at all, right? Now, some of you may be thinking, what is pastor going on? What's going on? This is not culturally appropriate. Okay, you can let go. Wait, wait, wait. So hold on. Don't, don't go back. Johnny, we got one more. One more. But if you go to different parts of the world, especially in the, uh, the Middle East, Arab, Arab countries, or parts of Asia, to not hold a hand is a form of disrespect. There's nothing sexual or anything or intimate about it. It's, 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 a, it's a growing uh, a relationship. Uh, especially soldiers during Vietnam, when they would work with the, uh, the indigenous tribes, they would hold hands. And the American soldiers were like, oh, don't do that. It's a form of respect. And to not hold their hands would erase all credibility. The other thing, okay, let's say we shake hands. Normally, we shake hands with the right, right? But if we shake with the left, in certain other cultures, is that a good thing? It is not a good thing. Because there are some areas, for instance, maybe some countries don't have toilet paper. Think about it. <laughs> you use your left hand for certain things, and you eat to greet, shake hands, or anything, Okay. All right, thank you, Johnny. Everybody give Johnny a hand. <laughs> Misunderstandings. Simple thumbs up. I just offended a bunch of people somewhere in different parts of the world. We have another way of doing uh, digit, but to some people that's offensive if you give a thumbs up to them. Okay? So all of these things, do we know everything about all these little, little things? No, we don't. And what's going to happen at some point? Somebody's going to be offended. And what do we do about that? Go talk to them. In fact, we've talked about this before. When we get upset with somebody, what does Jesus tell us in Matthew 18? Go and talk to them. And if you can't convince them or share why, bring somebody else in. And if that doesn't work, take it to the church. And if that doesn't work at all, treat them as what? 
a pagan or a tax collector. And that sounds so harsh, but the reality is, no, what Jesus is saying, treat them as if they don't know anything and start from the very ground up, okay? So I'm going to just, I got to blitz the rest of this. Ephesians chapter 4. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble. Here is how we work and grow together as a church. Be completely humble and what? Gentle. Be patient. Is that the easiest thing to do? <laughs> Bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. By the Holy Spirit, this is possible. There is one body, one spirit, and just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and in all. When we have our conflicts, the best thing to do is let's address it. Let's not ignore it. Sadly, though, sometimes I get a phone call and I say, Pastor, somebody's being ridiculous. That's, that's a nice way of putting what they really wanted to say. And I said, can you go talk to them? And I said, yeah, I could talk to them, but is that going to solve the issue? And this is another cultural thing, too. Certain cultures, like you send an emissary to say that they're upset, that somebody's mad at you or upset at you. But you Check. Okay. Here, we talk, we talk things out. And sometimes that can be very uncomfortable because culturally we've never been, we feel like we're being attacked. But that's not the case. And so when somebody says, hey, you upset me, or I misunderstood you, or help me to understand this, don't take it as an offense. Now, when it comes to the church, I'm going to quote uh, an illustration by Jan Paulson, former General Conference president and world leader of the church at the time. He shared an illustration. I don't know if I've shared it here, but it, if, I, if I did, it bears repeating. The church is like a, a veritable fruit salad, as he put it. What do you put in fruit salad? What, what's, your favorite, uh, what's your favorite ingredients? I love grapes. Strawberries. strawberries. Let's just, let's go with the berry salad, okay? So strawberries, maybe some blueberries, uh, maybe some raspberries. You put a little honey on top of it, maybe a little bit of whipped cream. You mix it up together, and then maybe take some, some mint and chiffonade it, and then just throw it on. That sounds amazing, right? And we all have a part. Some of us are strawberries. Some of us are are um, uh, raspberries, some of us are blues, blueberries. Some of y'all like to mix bananas with berries. I don't know about that. Some of us are bananas, some of us are mangoes, some of us could be uh, watermelon, whatever it may be. We all may be different um, people, but we all bring something in. When we combine it together, when it sits and it marinates, it tastes awesome, amen? So when we come together, church folks, may we come together and celebrate and see the differences. My brother, my sister, they may not totally agree with everything that I say or believe. There are different ways. But we stick to the principles of scripture. Amen? How we do that, though, 
the, the practice, as long as we stick to the principles and we're in line with that, it's amazing what God can do in our lives. Let us celebrate our differences by working together and humbly walking side by side. And let us celebrate the fact that our God is a great and awesome creator. Reflection. What assumptions have you held against others that were eventually proven to be false? <laughs> and this week, love and treat others on earth as you would in heaven. I've, I've made this statement before. Is it easy to treat people today as we would treat them in heaven? Not always, because in heaven, would you be cursing your, your, uh, your fellow neighbor out as you're flying by at that point? Because I don't think we're going to be driving, because they maybe cut you off. No. Being unified as one does not mean uniformity. Unity does not equal uniformity. If you don't have differences of opinion, are you able to grow? It's going to take a lot longer. That's why... We share ideas. And that's the beauty of having an international group. And I say this, if we can't start treating and loving each other now as we would in heaven, how can we do it in the future? We have to have this desire. If we truly love our brother and sister, we're going to treat them well. So my friends, enjoy and embrace this diversity that we have. Amen? May you love one another. And even if you don't understand, let's not be quick to judge. Let us embrace our differences. Be kind, compassionate, and humble. And where you agree to disagree, disagree. But we don't need to be mean about it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for just the blessings that come with your creation, Lord. We see all that you're doing, Lord, from the, si from the sun, the sky, the beaches, the waves, the, the rainforest, Lord. You've physically built a beautiful planet. You've blessed it with animals and food and fruit that is awesome and amazing, and you've blessed it with humans. And Lord, this diversity we see, we bring so many uh, gifts and talents, Lord, and resources to the table. Help us to work as one, to be united as one, to be of one mind where we are following and faithfully following you as the head of the church, but may we also be focused on the one mission that you've called us to, to preach Jesus around the world, that all may know who you are and fall in relationship with you and also come along the journey of sharing you with others. Help us to see our diversity and embrace it, and may we love one another well. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace, everybody.